Welcome to The Greatest Day Podcast. My name is Craig Smith, your host and the creator of The Greatest Day Mindset. This podcast is all about helping you gain the tools and the insights you need to shift your focus in life and begin living each day to the fullest. The Greatest Day Mindset is a lifestyle. It's a way of living each and every day with a positive attitude. It's choosing to be happy and live life with energy, no matter your current situation or circumstances in life. Today truly is the only day you and I have to live, shape, and create who it is we want to become. So choose to make today the greatest day of your life. Welcome back to another episode of the Greatest Day Podcast. Back from vacation, ready to get into this episode and share something that uh, was a common theme of the week in therapy. And probably because I took time to write it out with one client on my whiteboard in my office. And so it just became a repeating thing. So let me tell you about this model. And some of you may know about this model, and if, certainly if you've worked with me, you've, you've heard about this model, um, because when I see a client for the first time, I will typically ask them, if we could only get one thing out of this experience together, like I can only help you with one thing in my office and in our time together, what would it be? What would you want that one thing to accomplish with me be? <clears throat> and... I don't just leave it at the one thing. Usually we expand that out to two, three, and four things, right? But but it helps the mind kind of prioritize if if I only had one goal in therapy, what would it what would it be? And I extend that to you guys, um, just a side note from today's discussion, but I extend that to you just starting your day. If I could only get one thing done today, what would I do? And then go after that thing first first thing in the morning. If there was one thing I could do today or in this moment at any point in your day to switch my mind around, what would it be? Would it be to voice some gratitude? Would it be to stop and just breathe for 10 minutes, five minutes? Would it be to go for a walk? Would it be to take a nap? Like, What would the one thing be right now that could get my mind and my body and my, my heart back on track? So I like the one thing approach. <clears throat> so I flip that. And I flip that around and I, as if I'm the client and I say, all right, Craig, if you could only give me one thing in our time together, not, not about anything that I say, but if you, Craig, could only give me one thing, one lesson, one, one new tool, one technique, one approach, what would it be? And this is what it is. It's the ABC model, um, also known as, uh, well better known as Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy. And Albert Ellis, um, he, he formed this type of therapy. So you probably haven't heard of REBT. That's okay, Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy. You probably, maybe, if you've heard of this at all, you've heard it called the ABC model. Um, and it's a cognitive behavioral therapy model. Um, and I use it often. Uh, and, and I've been using it a lot this week in the work that I've done with clients, like I said, because mostly because I put it on my board and so it's just there, but also because it's in everything we do. It's literally in every single moment that you live, every decision you make, 
this thing is active. It's happening whether you know it or not. So I want to break it down for you today and hopefully give you this amazing tool that I think after hearing about it and go dig in, go dig in yourself and, and, uh, and find more out about this. But after getting this tool in your life, you will now be cursed in a positive way. So maybe that's called blessed, right? Your life will never be different. It never be different. Um, as long as this thing is on the tip of your mind, on your brain, you, you, it'll always be something that you're thinking about, which is great because the more in tune we can get about our thinking, which really is what, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy is about, right? Thinking about your thinking, actually challenging your thoughts, stopping and pausing and, and having a conversation within yourself about your own thoughts. That's what this model is about. Um, so it's, um, I'm not on video. It would really help if I were on video. That's all right. We're maybe someday we'll jump over to the video platform, but, um, so you kind of, you just got to visualize with me and get a, get a piece of paper out and, and kind of draw this out as I describe it to you. I think you'll be able to put it together. Um, but again, maybe even pause, actually do that. That's a better thing right now pause if you're able to and go pull up on your phone you know just go just go google um abc model let me just do it right now and see what will come up abc model perfect abc model and then you go into images on the old google machine and um any one of those really is 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 great. There's a bunch of them, but it's it's going to break it down and show you what these things, what A means, what B means, what C means, and that's what I'm going to do for you right now. So, what is the ABC model? Let's talk about that first of all. <clears throat> um, it really is kind of this basic idea behind like A standing for activating events. And, and things happening in our lives. Like there's always things happening. That's these activating events. When, when something happens to us, we instantly have thoughts about these events. And the thoughts that we hold and the feelings that we have, because our thoughts lead to our feelings, these are our, these are our belief, the belief we hold about the event. So the activating event occurs, we instantly have these thoughts, these feelings surface, and that makes up our belief system about the event. What do I believe about what just happened? And from that belief system, we then have some sort of response. It could be the emotional response, but it could also be you act out in some way, a behavioral response. And the C, that's called the consequences. So the consequences of the beliefs about the activating event is either an emotional, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm depressed, or behavioral, I, I do something in return. Um, the most the most common example I use for this is driving on the freeway, getting cut off. Getting cut off being the activating event. Most people, uh, most most people, you know, you're you're breathing, you're living, you're human. The typical response is this immediate thought of like, what the heck? What's this guy doing? Or girl, um, they're trying to kill us. 
They're cu- trying to. They're cutting us off. What are they? Right. And then, when then we get angry or we get frustrated, and then what do we do? What's the consequence? The honk, the flipping them off, the yelling at them, right? Um, tailgating them, like any one of these things. So A, B, C, somebody cuts you off. Your belief about it is that they intended to do that. They're a jerk. Now you're upset. Now you flip them off, tailgate them, or honk. There you go, A, B, C. Now, the most common thing that happens until you get aware of this, prior to knowing about this, and if you are kind of more of a reactive person anyway, is that a lot of people will think that it – the the actual response system goes A, C. Something happens, an activating event happens, and then I respond to it. Something happens and I immediately respond, um, which is not true, which is not true. We, there's always these thoughts and feelings going back and forth in our minds in an instant, which leads to our acting out. And the more we can slow it down, <clears throat> the more we can put some space in between the activating event, the stimulus, the trigger, and our acting out, our behavior, the more we can actually get in tune with it, right? So if somebody cuts you off and you take a deep breath and you allow your brain to actually get into the rational part of your brain and think, you might be able to to come up with some, and this is the D in the model, A, B, C, and now we've got a D. Um, the dispute so someone cuts you off. You hold. You have these immediate. You have these immediate thoughts and feelings surface, but this time instead of acting out on it or responding quickly in a reactive way, you decide to pause and dispute. That's the next letter, right? Alphabetically speaking, dispute what is happening and dispute. This isn't part of the original part of the ABC model, but. Um, so some models you're looking at, if you're still on that image or Google, you probably won't, you may not see this, you may, but, um, but it, we're adding this new part of the disputing, the irrational belief. So part of disputing is, is us asking one important question. The first thing is, is this thought I'm having true? Did they really try to kill me on the freeway? And most of the time, we're if we just stop and pause and ask that question, like, okay, the thoughts I'm having about what just happened to me, is that true? Most of the time, we're going to be stopped right there in our tracks and go, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. And so the second question is, how I'm about to respond to this situation, is it helpful or is it going to be more hurtful? Like, is it actually going to help the situation or not? So me tailgating this person, flipping them off, screaming at them, honking, is this actually going to do anything helpful about the situation? Um, some of you might be, yeah, I'm going to feel much better about it. Give them a piece of my mind and, and give them that middle finger. I'm going to feel great. I don't think so. I don't think you're going to feel great. You might feel a temporary relief, but... That's that's not that's not what we're shooting for. That's not the kind of response we're shooting for. So, first question is to dispute this stuff is is this is my thought true about the situation? Now, it might be true, right? <clears throat> they might cut you off and then somebody gets 
gets in the back seat and holds up a sign for you to see. And it says, we are trying to kill you. So now you're, now you're thought of, they're trying to kill me. You just proved it right. They showed you a sign that said, we are, we are trying to kill you. So is it true? Yep, it is. They just proved it to me. All right. So still go to number two. Is my response to the situation helpful or hurtful? Um, and this is still another way for you to begin slowing down the reactivity inside. Once we dispute the belief and we and we can begin to turn it into more of a, a rational belief, not the irrational one, which typically causes unhealthy, undesirable consequences, which you remember is the C. <clears throat> Once we do that, we can get these new effective philosophies, these new ways of thinking, right? We can create this new rational thought. And uh, if you remember from the start of this episode, your thoughts lead to your emotions, your feelings. Whatever you're feeling, that came from a thought. It had to. You don't just start feeling a certain way. Your feelings, your emotions stem from the thoughts that you're keeping. So once you dispute it and you get a new rational thought, that means you can have a new, effective, hopefully, appropriate feeling. And our feelings lead to our behaviors. So if we can dispute it, get the rational thought, create a more appropriate feeling, our feelings will then lead to a better, desirable, healthy consequence or behavior. Uh, so that, that's, the, that's the model. So hopefully, um, as I mapped that out, it, it makes sense. And if not, well, go back and start it over and, and map this thing out again on your paper. Um, it is, to me, this is the most important or the most helpful th- model there is in existence because it gets to the one true thing you and I can control. So think about the model as I just laid it out. There's activating events. There's things that happen to us, um, also known as triggers, right? There's triggers in our life. Things happen, which kickstart this process of thinking and feeling and doing. So this trigger or this event happens, we instantly have a thought about it. We have a thought that just surfaces um, almost, almost instantaneously. From those thoughts, we have our feelings. From those feelings, we take action. We have behaviors. There is only one thing in this entire model that you can control. Are you thinking about it? There's triggers and events. There's thoughts. There's feelings. And there's actions. The thing that you can control is your thoughts. That's it. Now, I hear all the arguments already. It's okay. I hear the arguments of, well, I can control my environment. Yeah, to an extent. To an extent, but you can't, you can't control what someone else is going to do outside of you. You can get in the slow lane of on the freeway. You can get in the carpool lane. Someone still is likely to cut you off. You are not safe from someone else's actions. You can't control that. Well, I can control my behaviors. I might I might argue a little bit there. Yeah, of course you can you can predict your behaviors. You can choose how you respond to something based on the pattern of your thinking <clears throat> and how you're feeling. 
So ultimately, the the thing we control. So so I'll even be open to the fact here that maybe uh, maybe there's more we can control. But I'll say I'll say this: the the thing that you can control that will have the biggest influence on this entire cycle or pattern is, are your thoughts. And I've talked about before that that the average person is having sixty to eighty thousand thoughts a day. So it's not that we can control every thought that comes in and out of our mind. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we can control changing those thoughts. We can change the thoughts we have. So right now you're listening, you're in tune, maybe you're slightly distracted. I don't know, but right now I want you to think of like a really exciting, happy moment in your life. Think about it. Go back in your memory bank. Find something. Think about that thing. You right now you're choosing what to think about. It's not like I said, go think of the happy memory and you're like, I can't. Nothing, like The only thing that services is whatever, dot, dot, dot. <clears throat> no, we have control over what we think. The other example I've, I use with this when I'm talking with clients is, um, I mean, think about how powerful the thought and feeling relationship is. If you think about like a, actors or actresses um, and they may film like, you know, four or five scenes back to back to back because um, they're in one, you know, one location and they've got to get all the scenes from that location done. There might be one scene where everything's happy and they're feeling good and dancing and smiling. And, and you know, it's like, okay, uh, next scene, this is the one where you're crying because some horrible thing happened in your life. So they've got to immediately, they've got to switch from this happy, upbeat mentality and emotion to now this tearful scene. And, and the way you do that is through your thoughts. If you're, if the teary, sad consequence is what we want to see on camera, that actor or actress has to go into their mind, into the thought and, and dig into some thoughts that will bring out the emotion that will bring out the tears, right? They can't be thinking about these wonderful and amazing memories in their life that then shows sadness and leads to sad tears. They could do the happy tears, but you get what I'm saying? There's this relationship that the chain follows. Um, And when we have positive thoughts, we create positive feelings. And then we have positive responses based on those things. Typically, um, here's the, the benefit of me having my office on this street, always, always sirens going, um, the benefit. So go back to what I was saying. The, the chain typically follows positive thought leads to positive feelings, leads to positive behaviors. Now, yes, you can have, um, positive thoughts, positive feelings lead to negative behaviors. Um, in the addiction field, when I worked, um, solely with, uh, like recovering addicts and things, they would have positive moments and celebrations that then led to relapse because there's positive emotions can, um, you can take a negative action on positive emotions, right? You can get impulsive. You can do stupid things. You can, but for the most part, a positive thought is setting you up to feel positive and behave productive or healthy or desirable ways. And a negative thought can lead, you know, leads to your negative feelings and then, you know, unhealthy behaviors are happening. 
I, I also hear the argument of, well, but what about people who channel their anger to get really productive and they, they clean their house and, or they have a really great workout because they channeled that anger or frustration that they were feeling. Yes, that is true. But what is happening inside that pattern is this person had, has some negative thoughts and negative feelings, the frustration, the anger, those things. They went back. They changed their thought. They channeled that same kind of energy or motivation, but they changed the thought to then build up some motivation in a positive way to then take positive action. So there's this relationship back and forth, back and forth of thought, feeling, thought, feeling, thought, feeling, and then we take action. You know, So don't ever feel like you're um, stuck or a victim or a prisoner of your own of your own thoughts and feelings, you can go inside and start to change these things. Once you become aware of this model that we can go in and we can dispute and create new emotions and new feelings to then lead to a new belief system. We can change our belief systems about situations, um, and then have something different, um, become the outcome. So a typical kind of how it plays out is, So like the activating event, like a client will make a mistake or you will make a mistake, right? And then there's thoughts. The belief system kicks in that that says, I'm a failure. I'm no good. Um, I'm never going to get this right. I'm not cut out for this. Uh, I can't build my own business. I'm not smart enough or as smart as that person or whatever it is, right? And then the consequence is um, that the feelings are part of the consequence, you know, feeling like a failure, feeling inadequate, feeling defeated, uh, leading to depressive symptoms, right? And then the action is, you know, procrastination or, or it's stay in bed or it's overeat or, you know, don't show up and go to the gym. Um, These are, these are the consequences. But by using this model and putting into place, here's what it could look like. You make a mistake, the activating event, you make a mistake. The belief system is that you're a failure, no good, never going to never gonna accomplish anything. You're a loser. You're inadequate. Um, but then we get in and we dispute that. And we just have this one, that one thought, is this true? And then we just have this conversation with ourselves. Is this true? No, this isn't true. Like everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. In fact, I remember Craig said that failures and mistakes are even the things that lead to growth. Those are the things that lead us to more opportunity and learning stuff. So just because I don't know how to do this today doesn't mean I can't learn how to do it. It doesn't mean I'm all like, first of all, failure doesn't have to be a bad thing, but it also doesn't mean that's my identity. Okay. Okay. So, so I can make a mistake. That's okay. That doesn't have to be like who I become. I'm not my mistake. And from that, you have that conversation, right? You have that conversation. You get these new feelings, um, these new ways of thinking the, the E right. Effective new ways of thinking that we can then begin to replace the negative thoughts and say, okay, I did make a mistake. I did, I did screw up today, but that's okay. I can learn from this. How can I learn from it? I can do this. I can do that. Okay, great. So let me just keep trying. Let me, let me take a little break and I'll come back and I'll try this again later. And all of a sudden we just shifted in that little conversation with ourselves, pausing and disputing these, these beliefs. 
now we can go back and say, I have this new belief system that mistakes are okay and that I can learn from them. And, and I'm going to try again after I just take a little break, you know, maybe a 20 minute break. I get some water. I take a deep breath, go for a little walk. Okay. And I'm going to go at it again because I can learn from mis- my mistakes and I don't have to be defined by my failures. Okay. Perfect. And, and, and just like that, yes, I make it sound so easy on here, but you know what? With practice and awareness, about this model and about how this works, it's always it's always working. Hopefully you're thinking about that as you listen to this episode, as you're like, oh my gosh, I do this all the time. Something happens and I feel like I just respond immediately to it. Yeah, we gotta practice the pause. We gotta slow down and dispute these thoughts going on. And all of a sudden we've got this new way of thinking and approaching. Um, <clears throat> and, and then, every, I mean, really, everything can be different moving forward. Everything can be different based just on that, just on that one model. So there are, there are plenty of free worksheets. You can find worksheets online, like just, you know, just go again, ABC model PDF worksheet, something like just, just go in and Google, um, some of these things and, uh, And pull up the one that works for you. But really, it's just kind of a grid system, right? Where you've got a column that's your activating event, where you describe what has happened, what how you responded, what did you do, um, or what what happened, and then you know the beliefs that the initial thoughts I had about the situation, and then the feelings that I was having about it, and here's how I responded, and then you go down, you do the next column, and you say, this is how I'm going to do it better the next time. Here was the activating event. Here were my initial thoughts and feelings. Here's my disputing thoughts. Here's me challenging myself on that. And here's how I'm going to create a new action next time this happens. And uh, the more you get into practicing this stuff, the more you become aware of it, the more it's just kind of a regular occurrence in your mind. And you're like, oh, nope, I got to pause and dispute this. I don't think that's true what I'm thinking right now. Um the better and better you'll get over time, right? So we got to practice a lot of patience in it too, because your brain is going to hold on to the old patterns of thinking. It's going to hold on to the stuff that it knows. It's very comfortable. It's very comfortable um, finding relief in flipping people off and cussing at them and, and tailgating and honking the horn, right? It, that, if that's the reactive way that you you're accustomed to, your brain is going to say, nope, that's the way to do it. And it's going to hold on to that. So you got to be patient as you try to replace some of these um, irrational beliefs and responses and and, and problematic behaviors um, in whatever in whatever uh, area of your life that it applies. You know, this really does apply in every single situation. Something happens to you, you immediately think and feel a certain way, and then you respond. I'm saying, slow down, people. Slow down. Take a deep breath. Think about the way you're thinking and you can create a new way of behaving. And that is it. You guys, that is the uh, theme of the week from the therapy office. It happened. uh, It came up a lot today. I'd love to hear your feedback about this episode. There's so much more we can go into the ABC DEF model um, about this. It's one of my favorite subjects. It's uh, I think it's one of the best tools there is, as I've said over and over. Um, But, this is what we got out of it today. So how are you going to apply it? What stood out to you? Um, get get Go find a worksheet on the old Google machine and, and uh, start practicing this stuff. 
Now, this isn't a replacement of therapy. If you need a higher level of care and you've got some really problematic patterns or behaviors or or you know things in your life, seek professional help. Um, do that. I'm not out here trying to sell myself, but you know if it's some coaching or counseling that I can become a part of, then reach out to me. Let's let's talk about that and see if we're a good fit for those kinds of things. But but anywhere anywhere you're at, you know, look up, I've mentioned psychologytoday.com. You can look up a therapist database there or go through your insurance panel and ask them to send you a list of referrals of therapists in your area. Um, so if there are some patterns or some things happening in your life that, that need extra care, you should get professional help for that. This is not a replacement for those, those things more just informative, educational, and hopefully really helpful. So Share this on uh, on your stories. Spread some spread some attention, and and let's keep growing this the audience and the listens and the downloads and just helping people. Right? What are we here for? To make each day the greatest day of our lives. Right? Just get a little bit better every day. Live a bit, little bit more fully in each moment, and uh, and create that life that you deserve to have. That's that's the ultimate goal of what we're doing here. So. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, just being here and sharing sharing your morning, day, afternoon, evening, whatever it is, with me and letting me into your ears and uh, taking up some of your time. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, do it. Um, leave me a, a review. I need to get back to looking up some of those. Not many reviews on there, so go add one. I appreciate it. Anyway, make today the greatest day of your life, you guys. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Greatest Day Podcast. Hopefully the information given today will help each of you as you continue to improve your life, stay present, and make each day better than the last. As always, please take a minute and share this episode or this podcast with someone that you think would benefit and hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and let's continue to spread the greatest day mindset to as many people as we can. I appreciate each of you once again. We'll see you on the next episode. And as always, make today the greatest day of your life.